I had 10 more people to come see it. You're a savage, Hanif. This is awesome. Okay. Yeah. So let me get this straight, Hanif. You did a $42,000 wholesale deal and you took 10000 out of your assignment and you paid that to your bird dog. You paid right. 10 grand to your bird dog. Correct. Wow. I no longer look for distressed properties. I look for a problem. You did a wholesale deal that made like $42,000. So I can't wait to hear all about this. Super exciting. Yeah. Congratulations. Thank you. Yeah. That wow, was how amazing cool. is that? That's really cool. Yeah. And so let's talk, let's talk about your journey a little bit because um, you also were able to do a handful of deals while still at your full-time job. And that's really impressive. And I think that's encouraging for a lot of people who are in that transitional phase. You know, it's always hard in the beginning when you're trying to juggle between like full-time job and real estate part-time and and trying to like balance all of that can be really tricky. So right. why don't you start out and first tell us a little bit about you, how you got started and what that journey was like for you in the beginning. Hey guys, my name is Hanif Sykes, uh, owner of HTS Solutions. Um, and probably how I got started was, you know, YouTube and, and watching your videos and stumbling across a few of Max's videos. So I actually got hurt at work um, and not at work, but playing basketball. I was out of work for about seven months. Right. Mm -hmm. And I'm sitting home on a couch every day watching useless TV. And <laughs> I, I know I love I love I love real estate because my entire family did it. My dad and my grandpa own, um, you know, different buildings all throughout New York City growing up. Um, my dad probably owned at least 10 houses at once, you know, while working a full-time job. So um, trying to make extra money, I'm saying, you know what, let's not go against the grain. Let's just follow through with what I already know. And I stumbled across a few of your videos about wholesaling. I got a couple of friends that do it, but it sounds almost scamish when somebody else is explaining it to you, right? Um, so I started in August of 2022. I probably had my first contract like early September. Uh, it wasn't a great contract, but I did learn a lot about myself and a lot about the process through that bad contract. I probably had my another contract maybe two and a half weeks later that closed uh, probably two months later for uh, 12 five. Um, okay. And for me, to be honest, I just jumped right in, started making phone calls. Um, I know a lot of local realtors that were taking me to distressed properties. Everybody asks how to get started. And my short answer is just take action. You know, you could study for months and months on end and you never get anywhere. You just have to jump in and get the process going. Yeah. And that was your case. So if you got started and you got your first contract a couple weeks after after your initial introduction to wholesaling, is that is that how you is that we said? Yeah. So my thing and, and probably still is, is I go right to Zillow um, for sell by owner um, because I work full time. I don't have as much time to dedicate to driving for dollars or, or pulling lists and cold calling. The one thing I try to tell people is when you call someone for sell by owner, there's one thing that you know for certain they want to sell. <laughs> there's yeah. no there's no struggle of trying to figure out if the property is available. You know, for certain that that person wants to sell and just all about you know, getting it at the right number and, and locking that contract up. Yeah, that's a good point. They It may not be a deal, but you know for certain that they at least want to sell. So right. that, that- And that's half the battle for most people. That's half the battle for in the beginning oftentimes. So it's very common too that in the beginning, you get into bad contracts. Like that's so normal. I can't tell you how many people I talked to and their first one, two or three contracts were like canceled. Right. Uh, but you know what? That- that attempt is what's so valuable, right? Like getting the contract, figuring out, you learn so much about why it wasn't a deal. Right. And then you just come back to your next deal so much smarter, so much wiser from going through that experience. So 
versus the opposite approach, which is like, you know what, I'm I'm not totally certain and I'm not willing to risk signing a contract. I'm going to wait until I get the most obvious, perfect, no-brainer deal in my lap, and then I'll do a contract. And I think that's a detriment. I think people who have that mindset of like, I got to know for certain it's a deal before I'll execute a contract, those people take so much longer because you, you're missing out on the valuable lesson of hard knocks of why it's not a deal. Yeah. And I, I had, to, I sat on that contract for months on end. I've even, I've gotten several extensions. I must've <laughs> showed the property probably to 65 buyers. Right. And yeah. <laughs> what I've learned also through this process, there's always going to be somebody for every property, right? It may not work for me. It may not work for you guys, but there's going to be somebody out there that will lock that contract up because the, the exit strategy works for him, right? It was a multifamily. It needed full rehab, not in the greatest town. Right. But um, I did wholesale that one two months later for $2,500. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah. And then your second deal, how'd you find your second deal? Was that also for sale by owner? So how I, this would be the $42,000 contract. Okay. Let's talk. Okay. So I was talking about your 12.5, the, the oh, second. So the 12.5, that was a for sale by owner. And that okay. one, that one was very interesting because I learned about probate. Um, Her parents had passed and, they owed so much against the house for medical bills that she wasn't going to walk with anything. Um, and we went back and forth with the lawyers for months trying to get this thing to the closing table. So I was able to figure out a way to put the right number on the contract to close out all the lawyer fees and all uh, any fees that everybody could you know, walk away with to settle debt. And I paid her out of pocket at the closing. I gave her a check out of my own pocket. So she walks away with some money. She wanted to move to Ohio. Mm. I ended up taking that same house and the individual I wholesaled it to, he remodeled it within three months and then he gave it back to me to wholesale again. And I made $10,000 again off of working with that buyer that I had met from New York City. Did he just want out, ran out of money or got in over his head or what happened? He didn't know much about the area and I, I was closer to the area than he was. So he gave me the keys and I would show the house for him. And he said, hey, man, whatever you could make on the top, feel free. He actually walked away with a pretty nice penny. And we've developed such okay. a great relationship that we, we still continue to do deals together. Yeah. And that deal was meaningful to you. I think you shared because you were able to help this uh, help this seller that was in a really tough spot. Yeah. And what I realized is I don't I no longer look for distressed properties. I look for a problem. Right. I look for a distressed owner. Right. I look for a distressed situation. And every time I've used that method, I've, I've won on the end. But more importantly, I've, I've been able to help somebody else that thought there was no end at the end of the tunnel. And what I love about that is. You know, like we really do change lives, the work that we do, we really do impact people's lives in such a way because no one else is willing to do that for for some of these distressed sellers. I mean, agents aren't in a place to do it. They don't really aren't set up to do that. Um, we just helped a lady in Boston area and I have this video and it's the most heartwarming video ever. I, I want to share it, but I want to protect her privacy. But um, we actually videoed her. We moved her into a new apartment. So we got her out of this house that she could no longer take care of. And uh, we helped her pack. We helped her move. We spent $6,000 to to help relocate her. And you should see her. We moved her into this place and she's walking in for the first time. And she's just thrilled and so happy. And it's this beautiful new apartment that she's in. That, and anyway, it was just 
all the things that went into helping her with that deal um, to get out of that bad situation she right. was in uh, was just life changing for her. And man, that's really cool to to do work like that. Now we made good money, right? right. But we also solved a massive problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I I've probably given her half of what my assignment would have been for that deal, just so she could walk away and, and get a fresh start. She wanted to move to Ohio. I still to this day she, we keep in contact. Hey, Hanif, how's it going? And you know, thank you for everything. Mm-hmm. You gave me a fresh start. So, you know, to get that feedback and to get those stories, man, knows that you know I'm I'm out there doing something right. Yeah, yeah. Never listen to the naysayers out there that say you know, wholesalers rip off people or whatever. It's not true. Anybody who's actually in the trenches doing this business. Now there are shady people, but every, every industry has shady people, but the people I know, some of my closest friends and and people like you, Hanif are actually trying to do good to sellers, put them in a good situation, help them out of these bad places and changing lives. And I just, I'm thankful for people like you who are, are doing good and, and, having positive change and impact in the world. So anyway, thank you for that. That's really, that's really awesome. Now I want to talk about your big deal. Like let's, let's talk about this 40. I don't know if you quite net 42, but like a $40,000 deal. So tell us about this deal. So I'm out of work for seven months and I finally go back. So I'm an operations manager at Nestle Waters, North America. So I go back about January 15th and I'm walking around and I'm meeting a lot of my newer employees that I haven't met from being out. Um, so I'm walking around, I'm introducing myself. Hey, I don't think I've met you yet. I'm catching up with some of my former employees and somebody asks, Hey man, what have you been doing since you've been out? I said, Hey, well, I've gotten into wholesaling real estate, which is pretty much finding a problem and helping someone out of a tough situation, you know, back taxes, pre foreclosure, distress, inheritances, and so forth. An hour later, an individual I haven't met before says, Hey man, I overheard that conversation you had with such and such. I think you can help my mom. I want to go give her a call right now. Will I be able to get in contact with you later throughout the day? He goes, he calls his mom and he comes back and he tells me, hey, she's deep in with back taxes. I'm sure at some point they're going to take this house from her. I said, you know what? Tell her to give me a call. Let's have a conversation. Let's see what I can do for her. And we'll go from there. Uh, It's a Thursday afternoon. And I say, hey, I'll come check the property out Saturday and see what type of situation we have on our hands. It's it's pretty distressed. It needs it needs a fair fair amount of rehab. It's three floors, five bedrooms, two baths. She lives in New York City, um, and she just she doesn't even know which direction to turn. Mm. What he does tell me, he gets a lot of phone calls about this property from people that are interested in making a purchase. But they just you know you get those phone calls, the cold calls all day. You may not answer the phone. So I walk up to the property Saturday, I make an assessment, I take a bunch of pictures um, and I go home and I I run the numbers because I'm not too familiar with that area. I don't really know what the ARVs are, what investors are interested in. So I go home, I do a bit of research. So at the the property's current um, condition, I think I had it around 67 grand, 68, give or take. I could be wrong, but somewhere in that ballpark figure. Um, and then I realized, you know, investors do like this, this Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania area. It's, it's pretty hot area for flips, right? And rentals. So at this point in time, I don't know the area very well. So I put it on Facebook Marketplace that Saturday because we had the contract that Saturday morning. I actually had them to sign at the property. Okay. By Saturday afternoon, I must have spoke to 50 investors. And all wanted to come. Uh, see they, the it was hot. You got a lot of activity. Like when you put it out, it was hot. 
Oh man, it was so yeah. hot I had to take it down. That's how hot it was. <laughs> so they're like, hey man, when can you show the property again? I'm 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 highly interested. I goes, well, my next day off from work is Tuesday. You know, we can schedule a time for that. The the messages kept coming, the phone calls kept ringing. So I said, you know what? I got to show this property like soon. I scheduled 20 people to meet me at the property between 3 p.m. and 5 p.m. Love it. When I All arrived, at the same time. I, I literally had a line down the street. And, and what price did you put it out at that got so much attention? I put it out at 90000 Okay. 90000 I put it out at, not really knowing the area. I put it out at ninety grand. <laughs> but obviously, those guys know something I don't know because there's yeah. 20 guys outside, right? Did you quickly realize... I can get a lot more for this. I, I quickly looked at my phone <laughs> and, and, and went to Redfin and said, you know what? Let me let me push the needle. But I didn't push the needle. I wanted to see how far I would go. Right. Yeah. I have one individual walk out and says, what would it take for you to tell everybody right now that this property is under contract and you have a cash buyer? I said, shoot me a number. Wow. He came he came in at one oh three cash. He was willing to close in seven days. Um. I didn't I didn't take his offer yet. So I went back to the property again the following day. I had 10 more people to come see it on the very Dude, last. You're a, person, you're a savage, Hanif. This is awesome. OK, on the very last person to come check out the property. He's the very last guy. He walks down the street. You know, he's got paint and everything all over his clothes. I said he must be coming from another flip. He walks in, he takes some pictures. He walks outside. He goes. I'll give you 109 grand cash. I'll put the owner's money down right now. And I literally pull out my laptop and I assign the contract to him right there in the street. Nice. Wow. So I get everything over the title because I have a good relationship with the title company. I actually bought my primary home with them four years ago. Mm-hmm. But when I started wholesaling, I reached out again to ask what they do some of these assignments for me. And we've done probably eight, nine deals ever since. So um, really appreciative of, of those guys at that title company. That's great. The property has school taxes, back taxes. So I offered her 67. They were going to take 20 grand from her at the closing because she wow. just owed so much. So, yeah. Lady in her 60s, she's looking to purchase a new home, home and get a fresh start. Um, she didn't have any cash of her own. I had to go down to the city hall and pay some of the fines she had before, before selling. I think there was like some type of inspection that needed to happen. That she had to pay a hundred bucks for. I went down there and paid that. She wanted a lot of the furniture out for her new for her new place, right? I went back the next day and I was going on a flight to Virginia to look at another property the next morning. I moved literally her entire house, me and another guy, into storage and I paid her for, for three months. I put all her belongings in storage myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, a week later, we have the closing. Um, we close and I get a check for 42 grand. Oh my gosh. So I go back inside the title company. I go back to the office and say, hey, can you take 10 grand off of this assignment and can you give it to Miss Linda Clark? Wow. Why'd you do that? I mean, you gave her 10, you didn't have to give her 10 grand. Why'd you do that? I didn't, I didn't have to do that. Um, so there was a couple scenarios, there's a couple things within this scenario. I, her son was, for me, her son was my finder. You know, he was the finder of this deal, right? Because had I never met him or had mm-hmm. he never overheard my conversation. He bird dogged it. He bird dogged it for me, right? He bird dogged the conversation and, and he set everything up. Um, I actually gave him the 10 grand for, for wow. just bird dogging the situation, right? And what he did was on the back end, 
you tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend, right? And I've also was able to lock up another contract just from word of mouth from the work I did for his family. And did you tell him, the coworker, did you tell him that you would pay him 10 grand or was that a complete surprise? He just wanted his mom out of the house. Yeah, just trying to help his mom out. That's it. Um, well, let me get this. So let me get this straight, honey. If you did a $42,000 wholesale deal and you took 10000 out of your assignment and you paid that to your bird dog, you paid right. 10 grand to your bird dog. Correct. Wow. And do you feel like that was a good move? Like what? How do you feel about that now? I'm just, I, I don't know, man. I'm just, I've, blessings always seem to find me. Um, I, I could be on this Zoom with you for three hours just talking to you about different blessings received. And um, I'm just the type to help somebody, right? Um, and I get my blessings on blessing someone else, right? Um, could I have used a 10 grand? Yeah, sure. I could. We all could, right? But, yeah. you know, I think the right thing to do was to take care of him as well on the back end. And, and we've you know, developed... I- great relationship from from that entire experience. Yeah, I mean, I believe wholeheartedly in the law of reciprocity. You know what what you put out comes back. Right. And if and people feel that too. So it's it's also one of those nonverbal things. You know, right. like when people feel like you genuinely want to help them, you care about them, it builds trust. Uh like you said, blessings come back to you. I mean, I just think that's just how whatever your religious beliefs are, but I, I, you know, I believe in God. And I think that that's one of those universal truths that when you do good to others, good things come back to you tenfold. And I feel like that's been my life as well. The, the more that I can give and help and bless, um, it just feels like, you know, my wife jokes that, that, uh, things come up roses, you know, things come up roses for Jerry. It, It feels like just these unexpected, amazing things just keep happening in my life. And it could be luck. Like you could look at that whole situation and think, okay, well, Hanif just got lucky. You know, it just happened to be at the right place at the right time. Um, I'll tell you a really quick story that that this reminds me of. I was in I was in Old San Juan in Puerto Rico where I live with Sharif Medawar. And Sharif Medawar is like the largest commercial property owner in Old San Juan. So like you walk down the the tourist district where the cruise lines come in and he owns like every building there. And I was walking with him and we were with a group of people and he was, he was saying, you know, I own this building, I own that building. He started telling stories like, yeah, this, this seller came up to me and, and I, I had an option on this building. It took 20 years until he was about to die. And then he finally like sold it to me and like craziest stories. And uh, someone that was in the group, they raised their hand and they said, so in other words, you just got lucky on this one. Like he was talking about this particular deal he did. You just got lucky. And, um, you know, I'll never forget Sharif Sharif turned and looked at him and he said, he said, are you kidding? Do you know what I've put into learning this market to talking and knowing and offering? And this wasn't luck. This was just the result of being active and in the game and doing something and talking to people, telling people what I do. And had you not walked into work with your head held high, proud of what you are as a wholesaler and said to people without being embarrassed, Hey, I'm doing real estate investing. Then that would that whole thing would have never happened, right? I mean, so that's not lucky to me. That's yeah. just the benefit of you putting out there, getting off the sidelines, taking action, being active, and being involved. And then all of a sudden, like Brent Daniels once told me that the deal of a lifetime comes once a week if you're in the game, or maybe once a month, right? But the deal of a lifetime will come if you're actively 
in the game. If you're on the sidelines, though, it doesn't happen. And that was the one for me. I always hear you talking about a home run. Like you, you may get a home run once a week. You may get a home run once a month. You, you may never get one. To me, that was the home run. Like I walked into yeah. work on uh, Thursday and I had a contract for $42,000 two days later. <laughs> but I don't, I don't look at it as luck. You know, I was there's, there's nobody that talks to me these days that I'm not going to talk about real estate. Yeah. Because you may not be in trouble, right? But you may know somebody that's in trouble. And that's just how it's been for me from from there on out. Just this word of mouth is, is really just travel. And I get more inbound lead now than anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that referral business is huge. If you're just Ooh. willing to share what you do, talk to people, be active, you know, don't be embarrassed. Don't be afraid. Just get out there and tell people. It's amazing what will come back to you doing that. So that's that's an awesome. What an amazing story. I love that story. Guys, yeah, leave and say, Hanif, you're a flipping genius because that's just really cool. And uh, and just super proud of you for all that you're doing. What does the business look like for you now? What's what's it look like today? So I'm, I'm back to work full time. I just moved into another house. So I own two houses within the same development. Uh, the goal for me this year is just cash flow, uh, cash flow, cash flow. So I like to purchase another property at some time within this year. Um, so the business is pretty steady. I have two contracts currently. Uh, two that I'm looking to lock up and just weirdly enough, I have a piece of land in the U.S. Virgin Islands, St. Croix, 52 mm. acres that I'm looking to wholesale. Um, and wow. that that came from me being at the right place and somebody overhearing my conversation. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Very cool. So still con- so still going to continue to actively wholesale and you're looking to uh, start acquiring some assets, too. Correct. Yeah. I mean, you have to wholesale. That's that's just the the the, the meat and potatoes of the business, right? You have to. Yeah. yeah. Keep that money coming in. I mean, yeah, I, I can't, the ATM. Yeah. I can't step away from what got me here. Um, just more so looking to build, you know, a nice portfolio and just just pretty much cash flow some uh, some some money every single month. Yeah. Good for you. Well, please stay in touch. I want to hear more about your journey and the things you're doing. And and just it's so inspiring to hear your story. And I think a lot of people will get encouragement out of that. Uh, there's some comments in here that very inspiring. Uh, I love what Lucas said. Luck, luck stands for laboring under correct knowledge. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, man, it's, for, for anybody <laughs> out there, um, you know, it's 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 tough. Um, it's, it's, it's very simple. It's just not easy, but I promise, I promise you guys, if you want to become a great wholesaler, you just have to put the time in, you you seriously have to put the time in, you have to become absolutely obsessed. I'm podcasting on the way to work. I'm podcasting on the way back home. I'm podcasting before I go to bed. It's just literally what I do all day long. My mind is just trained to, you know, real estate. That's all I know. Yeah, continually learning up your game. Right. I think the, one of the big takeaways I've got too from hearing you is uh, is a common theme I see with people who see success fairly quickly or or eventually even, and that is you took imperfect action. And you talked about that in the very beginning, how when you got your first contract and then and then your second one was a successful deal, but at the time you were still super green, didn't know everything, but you knew enough to start to do something. And you knew enough to to make an offer and to sign a contract. And oftentimes I say this a lot that we think that we need to know everything before we do anything. And you don't need to know everything before you do anything. You just need to know something, you know, before you to be able to do the next thing. So 
Like what is step one and then do step one? Then what is step two and then do step two instead of, well, I need to know all 10 steps before I can do step one. And so like you're a great example of that because literally a couple of weeks in from learning what wholesaling even was, you're signing your first contract. And so like that's that's the ticket to seeing success quickly, I think, is being willing to do that imperfect action, even though it's scary, even though you don't know all the steps yet, even though you're fumbling through and making mistakes, that's where the real growth happens. I remember filling out my first contract, watching your YouTube video on the proper <laughs> procedures. And I, I used the flipster. I had the contract. I had the assignment. You know, that inspection clause was huge for me because what if I can't close it? What if the yep. work, is, you know, and, and just fill that out. And, you know, I made a lot of mistakes throughout that process, a mm -hmm. lot of mistakes, but I, I made sure I sharpened up for the very next contract. And that was concrete. My numbers were accurate. Process was seamless. And, you know, it was a tough one because of the probate, but it closed. And that yeah. felt like that felt like a million dollar check. Like I still, I still have all my paper checks from when I first started. Man, that's cool. I'd love to see that. Send me, send me a picture of that. Okay. No problem. That's awesome. Yeah. And even that big one you did, the $42,000 one, um, you know, it wasn't all smooth sailing. Like you had all kinds of issues on title and you had to run yeah. around here and, you know, like that's normal, like solving problems. That's, that's what this is all about. And, and you were willing to jump in and figure this out and figure that out and, and got it to the finish line.